Coming to you from a mad scientist's laboratory. The horror. <laughs> it's the little podcast of horrors with James, Christina, and Chris. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. It's the little podcast of horrors. <laughs> we have a new jingle. <laughs> Seasons two, episode two. Welcome. I'm Chris. That's Christina. And the one who is on mute and not talking is James. <laughs> who, strangely enough, is going to be leading us in this episode. <laughs> Hopefully, he will do it unmuted so that you can actually hear that story. Because it's a doozy, guys. <laughs> and still nothing. Okay. <laughs> Wow! No, he's doing on per. Now he's just he's just being spiteful. Oh, so look at Madonna, Jimmy Carter, and Hugh Hefner have in common. They're so. They all slept with John F. Kennedy. (laughs) They're they have all been granted the title honorary guide of the Raelian movement. What fuck? Sure. Are they spirit guides? No. Man, he just jumped into this. That would be so cool to do a suit uh, like a spirit guide meditation and then Madonna. <laughs> and Madonna, Madonna just shows up. <laughs> Hi. I'm Madonna. What? <laughs> and Jimmy Carter. <laughs> who wait, who's the other person on that list? David Hugh Hefter. Oh, Hugh Hefner. Uh, Hugh, like he David. just walks in with a bunch of women like, hello, I'm your spirit guide. Hugh you Hefner know what? is my spirit guide. That tracks. That tracks. That makes sense. What's what up, a Hugh? Bummer. What, what's up, Hugh? Real quick, before we go on with this, whatever the hell this hole we're falling down into, uh, what are you guys drinking? Because I'm not drinking anything right now. So I drank while, while we were... <laughs> We were chatting prior to recording. Wild job. <laughs> I, I whipped up a Trilby, which is a bourbon, that- sweet vermouth, and orange bitters. I thought that was the alien in Star good. Trek that, like, no, those are tribbles. Trilby, like the like the hat. I had no idea there was a hat. I didn't either. Trilby. <laughs> There's a hat called a Trilby. Like, do you even? I just know I picked them up in Fallout. So. Do you even wear a Trilby? Because uh, <laughs> if you don't, something's wrong with you. You can't got, sit with us. Look at, look at my Trilby. Isn't it nice? No, no, no. This is like some 1950s fancy pants. Oh, okay. Not, not California surf. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Nin- <laughs> 1950s. It's like Trilby. Welcome. Wait, no, that's 20s, huh? Oh, okay. Hey, kid, I'm wearing a trilby. How do you like that, huh? How do you like that? Check it out. It's got a feather in it. It's great. It's kind of one of those hats that that one of your 50s-style mafia gangster thugs would wear. So a trilby is a narrow-brimmed type of hat. The trilby was once viewed as the rich man's favorite hat. So there you go. (laughs) Also delicious drink. 
Do you like my trilby? Does it make my does it like make me look fat? Do you like it? Do you like my trilby? Is it good? Huh? Kiss my ring. It is sometimes called the brown trilby in Britain and was frequently seen at the horse races. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. For those of you who don't like to read and just want answers quickly, <laughs> there it is. You got a paper due tomorrow? <laughs> F it. Wikipedia, a professor's no, worst it. nightmare. Hit chat GPT. Yeah, there you go. Because get ready, because tomorrow when you're, you got an F and your professor's like, the classic, did you use Wikipedia? Yes. Yes, I did. It shows. Um, to get this show on the road, I'm drinking a Love Honey from Lost 40, a local brewery here in Arkansas. On to the story. I'm, dr- <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking in joy of life. That's it. Aww. And the joy of being with these two. So have you guys heard of the Raelians? No. The Aurelians? Raelians. Raelians. Oh, those are like, are, 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 those, are those like horny extraterrestrials? Horny extra. <laughs> Actually, you're not far off. Because they're going to, because it's our species to rail you. You are oh. curiously not that far off the mark. I, why am I not surprised? <laughs> so, the Raelian religion is a little thing that cranked up in the 70s. Of course it did. And uh, before we start peeling away the layers of this religion, uh, my sources for this were, one in particular, was a uh, a documentary that Vice News posted for free on on YouTube. It's a a two-hour-long documentary. I highly recommend it because you will see things that I can't show you on a (laughs) podcast that are definitely (laughs) worth seeing. But uh, the documentary was uh done by uh a dude out of israel uh by the name that i am going to completely screw up but i believe one might pronounce yoav shamir uh his documentary is titled the prophet and the space aliens look that up on youtube watch it it's amazing uh beyond that also referenced um wikipedia and (laughs) And also the uh, Raelian Religion's own YouTube channel. I forget the name of it. Wikipedia. Um, it does not take a scientist to find it on YouTube. Are you looking to fit information about horny extraterrestrials? Wikipedia. Check it <laughs> out today. Brought to you by YouTube. Uh, Wikipedia is pretty thick on this topic. I have to give them credit. You know what else is thick? <laughs> them aliens. Mm. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, this this uh, this particular religion is very hip with the times, and their their sermons are 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 posted to YouTube. So also, just you know, lots of hours available there to peruse. All and right, he knows right. guys because he 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 spent all those hours perusing. I do the research for the show. I mean, it's it's oh, all boy. for the show. So, so to give you a, a quick idea of where this is going, one of my, <laughs> excuse me, one of my favorite little tidbits of detail toward the beginning of this guy's documentary is he's uh, 
getting ready to interview the uh, the leader, the prophet of this religion. And uh, of course, the first guy he runs into is the bodyguard. And uh, the bodyguard, you know, has to, when asked, is telling him that, yes, he's a bodyguard, but um, they, they're not allowed to use violence. So okay. he's a bodyguard who cannot <laughs> use violence in any way. He cannot actually intervene. <laughs> Let's be with a lot of questions. Does he look but like Kevin Costner? He's the watcher. <laughs> Does he look like Kevin Costner? Because, you know, if he looks like Kevin Costner, he doesn't have to use violence. He just gives that look and everybody stands down. <laughs> I, I, I presume that would be the, the go-to tactic. Alrighty, so let's talk about to, 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 to open this can of worms. Uh, another name I'm going to probably butcher, at least the first name, Matreya Rael. So, spoiler alert, it's the Raelian religion. His last name's, you know, Rael, so... I hope this doesn't come off disrespectful, but that sounds like a character from the never-ending story. It, it does. does. I don't think that's disrespectful. I kind of love it. Speaking speaking of being disrespectful, I, I, I do want to throw out uh, uh, right off the top that, uh, that this particular cult, unlike most cults that I've looked into... I haven't run into anything particularly creepy or or disturbing. Like I don't know how it happens behind closed doors, but everything that I've been exposed to so far has seemed to be like a happy go lucky bunch. So okay, you know, there's, there's no hate in this one. You know, we're gonna roast the heck out of them, but uh, but they they also roast uh, just religious journals. So turnabout's fair play, as far as I'm concerned. But, okay, uh, but 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 that said, they're they're a happy bunch of folks. I, I was quite impressed with how just like consistently just happy go lucky these guys are. Okay, so Matreya Rael is this religion's only prophet, at least on Earth. He's okay. been a prophet for forty years now, uh, at least at the time of the documentary. I. I don't recall what year the documentary was, but let's say 40, give or take. Um, he is totally not Rufus from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> though this is why you should watch the documentary, because like he totally is Rufus. From <laughs> I, I'm convinced this guy is after he was done helping Bill and Ted, he just went and started religion. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. What is he gonna do? So his uh, being most excellent to each other would fit this religion's ethos. So I mean, it totally fits. Aw, I'm on board. His, uh, <laughs> his given name. Uh, so this dude's a, a Frenchman. So his given name is Claude Verillion, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm probably not. There will be many things I will likely mispronounce in the, today's show. Dude, that name too, Verillion. Claude Verillion. Sounds like an alien name. Verillion. <laughs> French man. alien. What's the difference? I, honestly, JK French people. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I will be referring to him by his current name, of course. But uh, so, Rael slash Claude, um, he grew up without a father. So he was raised by his mother 
his grandmother and his aunt in a small French village, uh, French Catholic town, as it were, like heavily Catholic population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was in fact a town that was famous for, um, was or is famous for manufacturing prayer beads. Now, oh, neat. whereas the history books will say, mm-hmm. you know, he, he had no father present. Uh, Rael's going to tell you that uh, he actually is very well connected to his father, uh, who was Yahweh. An alien? Well, Yahweh was the Hebrew word for name for oh, God. I thought you I said Yahweh. Yahweh, <laughs> the, the, the God oh. of Judaism and Christianity. Yeah. Okay. So his so. his father is, in fact, God. Yah- Yahweh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus is his half-brother. I was about to say, so that he's like Aww. Jesus' brother? <laughs> half-brother. Okay, ha- half. So... Uh, Rael was, uh, as a kid, uh, he says he was a particularly kind of little, small kid, so he was bullied a whole lot. And he wasn't particularly good at sports. Uh, But he finally, as he got older, uh, found his niche where he excelled at go-kart racing. And uh, getting into go-karts planted a seed in him that his, his, his dream was to become a race car driver. Then uh, some years later, uh, he discovers some musical talents, and he picks up the guitar and becomes quite a good guitar player during his teenage years, and uh, goes on to win win a singing contest during his youth. But around 16, he decided to leave home, guitar over his shoulder, heads to Paris to become a singer. The dream the dream jesus was a carpenter but his brother he he dreamed of something more i gotta sing music dad no son of mine's gonna be a singer you're going into carpentry like your brother can i ask a question real quick about that part of the story okay so you know i've been i've been uh drinking beer so i might have missed does he actually believe that yahweh is his father like his mother was like a virgin mary type believe no he knows oh okay oh, did you say that already and i just like totally missed it well i implied it <laughs> okay <laughs> but yes virgin birth number two did he, okay uh, did he christina did he, can't do this guitar <laughs> did he make it did he make it by hand you know because no it, I, I do not believe so because his brother was a carpenter who you know would half brother he's still. not his brother chris Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. Brother from another mother. So at 16, he leaves home, nothing but guitar over his shoulder, and heads to Paris. And he's going to go make it big. And he, in fact, actually became semi famous under the show name of Claude Seller. Okay. Uh, Seller, the American pronunciation. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's some fancy. Fancy pantsy French way of saying cellar, but Claude Cellar. But uh, he reached a point, uh, though semi famous, he realized eventually that uh, fame, actual like big time fame, was not in his future. So he returned to his dream of becoming a race car driver. And he founded what would become a fairly popular magazine in France 
titled Autopop, which is a, oh. a auto racing magazine. Cool. And the idea being he wanted to race, but he didn't have any money. So hence the magazine. Uh, and so his uh, the the kind of brilliant trick he deployed here was he offered free advertising in exchange for a race car. And sure oh. enough, Audi <laughs> gave him a car for a season. Oh, wow. By the way, I think I just found a video of him singing. Yes. There are videos of him singing back in the day. I, yeah. Like, like, I like it. <laughs> he's a skinny fella. He's, I mean, the dude had some chops. Well, and he also looks like he's having like a like an episode while singing. He's he's all like, I don't know <laughs> what they would have said about Elvis. That's all, yeah, gyrate. They did. It's like he's that's it. He's gyrating. He's like, and I believe he would have been a contemporary too, Elvis. So, but uh, anywho. Uh, he wanted to race, didn't have the money to get into racing, so he did the magazine, and then Audi gives him a car for a season. Amazing. And <laughs> his his first foray into racing, he makes pole position, like in his very first race. So, Wait, from, Is that a good position? What does that mean? Uh, I am not a, a professional racing expert, but like pole position, I, I, I don't remember. If it's not like the top position, it's like one of the top 10 or something like that okay so it's a good spot yeah so you're you're starting the, you're starting the race up front okay because you you qualified up there so uh so from there meanwhile uh he plays he plays guitar going back to his music part he played he had played guitar in the streets of paris for a few years so i i forgot to mention that before he was discovered he was just on in paris playing guitar on the side of the street gets discovered starts music career starts the magazine all right so let's say that after his music career after his racing magazine career he then goes on to become a prophet that's his next job that's 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 very natural (laughs) (laughs) that's a stinger racer journalist (laughs) what Journalist. journalist, senior yeah. journalist, race car driver, profit. There you go. <laughs> His brother, he just went from carpenter profit. <laughs> <laughs> he decided to take it up a couple of notches. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go spread my wings a little bit, try a few different things before I go into the family right business. Right. <laughs> the family business. <laughs> You got to sell your wild oats, man. I got to express myself. I'm French. <laughs> oui, oui. This is such, this is going to be such a French religion, guys. Where uh, was I? <laughs> so anyway, prophet. he becomes a prophet. And uh, basically his job as prophet is kind of to, he, he's going about clearing up what all of history's various prophets have been trying to tell us all along. He's here to kind of just clear that all up because we've all been confused about it. You know, we've all been in, in our particular favorite prophets camp, but they've all been trying to tell us the same thing. And, and Rahel's going to fix that title together. 
Okay, so what's the be all end all message? Aliens. <laughs> oh, they've all been saying it. Okay. It's Sex. so clear to me now. <laughs> Sexy horny alien, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and they're French. Okay, you have to use the video for this one, Chris, because the look you just did, that was priceless. Chef's <laughs> <laughs> kiss. kiss. You got a crazy look in your eyes, bro. Everybody needs to see that. The people need to see that. <laughs> so so the so the music career is is particularly relevant. Because uh, what I love about this guy is he's not only a prophet, he's not only a preacher, but he's his own musical director, too. I mean, like this guy gets up on stage, bust out his guitar, and he's just writing and singing his own worship songs. Like he's got it all covered. Not to mention the fact that that brings in the ladies. It's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Is, well, hang on, let me play you a song. Like, no, no, no. That is actually why he picked up a guitar. Or at least for a reason. This guy's all about the ladies. I mean, that's why I would do it. That's why I would do it. <laughs> Isn't that why? It, all these people are like, it, yeah. <laughs> all these people who are at least guys, especially they'll be like, it's about the music. No, man. The chicks. Just dropping the panties. Yep. <laughs> so as far as what we're going to refer to this guy uh, as, since, you know, he's been called Claude, he's been Rael, whatever uh the documentarian actually asked one of the followers like what do you call him and the very helpful answer that she gave him was uh i will call him rael or matreya or my prophet or it depends on how i feel my prophet (laughs) yes my prophet see you just call him whatever you feel like calling him at the moment hello prophet hello prophet shorty (laughs) So, uh, before we get to the nitty-gritty of this, I just wanted to mention this one, because uh, it doesn't really fit into relevance to anything else, but it it, it, it makes me happy. His, Rail's personal dream is to have a movie, the scale, of he says, of the scale of Star Wars and the Bible and the Ten Commandments done by someone that likes the George Lucas. Either that level or nothing at all. So he got nothing at all, because... <laughs> So nothing at all to date, <laughs> but his dream is to get his story done like George Lucas level movie style. And you gotta, you gotta have the respect. You know, he's he's go, he's he's aiming for the bleachers or nothing. Is this like? Yeah. Is, there, is there gonna be like a scene between him and Jesus where they're they're like fighting with swords and they're just like, you know, God never told you what happened to your brother. <laughs> he told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your brother. Half. Half. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about how this religion was born. Starring Charlton Heston as God. (laughs) You take my Bible from my cold, dead hands. And I'm God, so that's not going to happen. So it's mine. I love. Uh, I just like that he has like one transition. one Jewish son and one French son. Well, <laughs> gets around. Or you just say, Christina. He gets around. God gets around. <laughs> Apparently, God loves he loves everyone. The, man. the Lord loves everyone equally. 
Especially By the way, the lady. Speaking of which, I should I should should make a note of this is an atheistic religion. So he is very he is very clear on there is no God. Wait, but God is his daddy. Correct. <laughs> but there is no God. There's no God because there was no dad. He walked out. <laughs> he might as well be dead to me. He was like, son, I'm going to go out and get some milk. And he didn't come back. Oh. You were there for Jesus. Well, <laughs> we we know what happened to him though. So yeah, maybe, we know what but, happened to but... him. So maybe you, maybe you lucked out on that, buddy. So <laughs> I have a plan for you. Wait, like you did for my brother? I'm not really cool about that plan. I just want to play music, man. You know, I'm, like... gonna, I'm gonna go be a, a singer. <laughs> I'm gonna be a singer. I will I will do the music instead. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I have to be a singer, daddy. Okay. So why, you might ask, did successful singer slash journalist slash pole position race car driver suddenly become a prophet? So a let's dream. talk about <laughs> the first encounter. Okay, cool. What else so, is he going to do? Huh? He's got to have a fallback when the other stuff doesn't work out. <laughs> Comes crawling it's good to have back. A plan C. Yeah, Daddy doesn't <laughs> exist till you need a damn job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first encounter occurs um, in this little, I'm presuming, middle of nowhere France called. And let's have the next of my mini print mispronunciation. <laughs> I would need to see the spelling on that. <laughs> P-U-Y space D-E space L-A-S-S-O-L-A-S. Okay, that was really long. I can't keep up with that blood I thought he was about to say, like, his name was my name is Voulez-vous this is this is a place, not a person. <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna say Puya for short, because okay, yeah, I do that. <laughs> All right. So to quote Rail himself, it happened in a very strange fashion, as you know. While out walking, I saw something shining in the sky. I thought it might be a helicopter or the sun. The... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a helicopter, but there wasn't any sound. And then a hatch at the bottom opened. A staircase unfolded and small legs appeared. I began to feel very scared. So he first he first thought the the being to whom the small legs belonged to was a small child coming out of this thing. And but, that uh, makes it scarier. But it was yeah, not. Yeah, because then it's followed by his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh shit. Enough to drink for this episode. <laughs> so, so, anywho, he realizes it's not a small child as it walks straight up to him. 
And uh, our journalist, being the great journalist he is, the first thing out of Rael's mouth is, do you speak French? Oh, yeah. We speak all the languages of the world. That's hot. So he asks, where are you from? And it replies, from very far away. And I have come to talk to you, Claude Verillion, 27 years old, journalist, <laughs> father of two children, reviews automobiles in France. Wait, wait, what? Did you just add this or was that really what he no, said? That, I'm quoting the alien. <laughs> Did they get his resume or something? <laughs> He's like, I have your CV right here. <laughs> Let me read it to you. <laughs> I printed your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> right. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> I, didn't know I, I didn't know I was. Most people get abducted. I get a job interview. <laughs> if, we make, if we make you our profit, <laughs> what do you feel that you could contribute? <laughs> to the overall religion and somehow this all just got way scarier too because like an interview fuck got me sweating <laughs> I, have a dress for this. I know <laughs> he needs a trilby hat <laughs> so he asks naturally how do you know all that mm-hmm. we know everything about you <laughs> even before you were born oh daddy <laughs> i mean i don't know why i just be like everything everything <laughs> that incident three years ago behind the piggly wiggly i mean shit happens okay i you know you're not gonna hold that against me are you we don't talk about that <laughs> So (laughs) Claude is invited into the craft. And so this is is where it gets good. Over the next six days aboard the craft, the alien dictates various messages to him to share with the world. So, quoting the alien. Wait, so they're just in this craft for six days? I mean, are they like... Dictate messages. But are they like flying through the universe? Are they just in the same spot, just sitting there? Okay. I mean, imagine if they just sat there for six days. That wouldn't be very inconspicuous. (laughs) Everybody's like, what the fuck is that? All I'm seeing right now is like afterwards, he's relaying this story to one of his friends. And they're just kind of like, what what did the inside of the ship look like? You know, it's crazy. But uh, it kind of looked like the uh, inside of a Holiday Inn. <laughs> why. Or maybe the ship did stay there, but it's France. Claude. So passers-by were like, whoa, what is this? Claude. Oh, no, I'm the tired. Claude, when they were <laughs> dictating things to you, what else was uh, going on? I'd just be like, oh, God, how do I tell him? So you're ready to hear some alien messages? Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. We created humanity. Of course. We were the ones who started all the religions on Earth. Of course you did. What? Jackasses. Why would you do that? (laughs) And now that humanity is capable 
of understanding this. We are. Uh, <laughs> now that humanity is capable of understanding this, we would like you to build an embassy where we can land officially in front of everyone. Okay, I'm, still hung, I'm still hung up on the whole <laughs> they made all the religions. So they were like going around to like groups, you know, like you guys will be the Baptists. You hate everybody that's not you. Yeah. And then <laughs> you shall be the Catholics. I'm not going to say any more about that. Well, he, they intentionally cause like mass confusion that we can never come together over. And now they're like, let's come in now. Well, no, no. Remember what, 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 what I said in the beginning, Rel is coming along to clear up what all the prophets of all the religions have been trying to tell us all along. They, okay. They've all been on the same page. We just haven't been getting it. But bro. It, no. is us. Over here, and, us, and then over there, it's the Buddhists are like, that's what we've been trying to tell you people. You didn't listen to us. Because that's their thing is like, we're all going up the same mountain, just taking different paths. You were right, Buddhists. Should have listened. I agree, but I feel like these these aliens are just agents of chaos, and they just wanted to fuck with us a little bit. And I'm not I'm not here for it. Maybe they're just not. Maybe they're just not as good at this as they want us to think they are. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I I, I always our real gods are fuck ups, (laughs) which is what I always kind of (laughs) figured. It just ends up like everything goes to hell, and they're finally like, "All right, look, we get we screwed up, okay." It was a dare. We were having a party. We got shit faced. Goldog over here was like, hey, let's make people. Hey, let's make them all believe different shit. <laughs> and then, I don't know, let's just see what as, happens. As I always like to say, do not attribute to malice that which can be easily explained away by incompetence. <laughs> we messed up, okay? We're sorry. Whatever. Here's some spaceships. Enjoy. So after this, Rael goes on TV because, you know, the guy's kind of semi-famous. He's got the ability to go on TV. (laughs) Uh, Being the famous senior journalist that he is. And a week after his TV appearance to explain, you know, reciting what happened, he, he says he was flooded by letters of people wanting to help him. So the next thing he does is he goes to a conference at Paris' most famous theater, the uh, Salle Pleyel, I guess, to, to speak there in front of a bunch of people. And he claims that uh, like 2,000 people were like waiting to get in to listen to him. So he, he gives his big speech there. And then from there, he publishes his first book about the encounter. It sounds like, so he's like Trump now. He's kind of like, so many people were there. Well, So many people (laughs) were there. Like, I was all like, tons of people. We? Yeah. And really, there's only like 17. So his his first book is Les Livres Que de la Verité? Or in English, the book that tells the truth. Oh, okay. Okay. La Livre de Vérité or something like that. Le Livre yes. de Vérité. Yes, that. That. The I got that one. 
for anybody <laughs> wondering, Christina here, uh, she actually studied French in college. She's also I lived didn't. in France. And uh, can barely speak it now. So <laughs> You can speak it better than me and him can. <laughs> Degree so, wasted. <laughs> I kind of feel like a missed opportunity. It's like this guy... The, I, I wish she hadn't done it first because I would love to publish a book simply titled The Book That Tells the Truth. Yeah. Like, oh, man, why didn't I think of that? So Raoul then, from this point on, moves to another part of France and has the second encounter in Roqueplatz, I guess, that year, that's that, on October of 1975. This time, they take him to their planets. Nice. All right. So let's talk about the second encounter. Did it too look like the inside of a Holiday Inn? <laughs> <laughs> so to quote the aliens again, we are very satisfied with you and everything you have done for the past two years. It is now time to pass on to the next stage. Since you have proven to us that we can trust you, past the interview. Oh, good job, Rael. <laughs> they were telling me they were really, really satisfied. <laughs> we. <laughs> and then I did the best job, the best job ever. <laughs> we. So, just saying. Everything I say is the truth. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> I'm so French. He's take, so he's <laughs> the paradise. And this is where, oh man, you need the visuals. You've got to watch the documentary because they show the visuals. I think paradise I need alcohol for this. Is totally a hippie acid trip of epic proportions yes <laughs> sweet so while in paradise he sees all sorts of things such as multicolored birds with like big long alien curled beaks and stuff yeah and probing stuff <laughs> and pink and blue squirrels that had the heads of bear cubs oh creepy but also adorable oh you screwed <laughs> you fucked with squirrels morty you fucked with squirrels i told you we gotta pack your shit we got to get out of here. And I showed you guys the pictures <clears throat> of this crazy stuff. So after the multicolored birds and after the pink and blue squirrels with bear cup heads is the robots. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to quote mm -hmm. Rael here telling his story. One of the robots came towards me. And with the help of a small device similar to a syringe, pricked my forehead so lightly that I hardly felt it. An entity was formed before my eyes. As the skin covered the flesh, I saw another me. <laughs> God, this is gnarly. <laughs> the skin covered the flesh flesh right right so he so what he's saying is he lit he's literally sees a copy of himself like just 
out of thin air built in front of him real time. It's like first you see bones, then you see muscle overlay that, then you see flesh and so on until it's a complete duplicate of him. I was just more like skin and flesh are the same thing. So aren't they? It's like, I saw the hair cover the hair (laughs) and come out of the hair. Referring to the muscle. I I saw another me and I thought, that's perfection. That's, that's beautiful. That's hot. And then <laughs> we open mouth kissed for a while. <laughs> Tongues well, going crazy. To do because the other him had no mind. Oh. It's just it's just the duplicate. There's no there's nothing in there. So basically like a, a perfect copy then. <laughs> <laughs> Tongues were going and it's okay. Because I'm French. We were the same. <laughs> Au revoir, alien me. Uh. So back to the aliens. I had to take a drink on that. That was <laughs> a lot <laughs> to process. You know, it's crazy is I'm doing this dead sober. <laughs> I can't even be like, sorry, guys, I have a little bit too much to drink. Nope. <laughs> This is the real him. This is me. This is me. And I and if I've offended anybody out there, I'm sorry. I do apologize. And if uh, he hasn't offended you, just wait. Yeah, yeah it's haven't. coming. Yeah. Oh, worry. it's coming. <laughs> oh, boy. We won't leave you out. <laughs> so back to the words of Rawai's aliens. In my first message, I told you of a residence located on our planet where people from Earth can continue to live, thanks to the scientific secrets of eternity that is based on a single cell. Among those people are Jesus, Moses, Elijah, and so on. And wait, what? And what? And 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 Sauron? Oh, and and Lord of the Rings? What? Another name. I was like, and someone. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. like, it's like Jesus, Moses, Elijah, and you know, some other dudes. Jesus, like, Moses, Elijah. Bunch others. Bunch others. All oh, male. All meanwhile, male because we do not accept women here. Meanwhile, <laughs> over there, Larry's like, hey. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I never get mentioned. Never get mentioned. <laughs> Bastards. So next, the robot asks, would you like some female companions? Oh, fuck you. Okay, come on now. (laughs) Come. You can make your own choice. No, no. Then he got to spend the night with five women. No. (laughs) Nameless five women. They don't matter. (laughs) We've invited all these ascended masters. They were males. No one... No chicks allowed. Hold your judgment just for now, because there's there's a lot more to say on that. Okay. Hold your judgment, because there's going to be way worse shit to judge <laughs> than this. Okay. It gets, it's it going to get so much worse and so much more sexist. So, <laughs> so this results in the second book, Space Aliens Took Me to Their Planet. And I fucked them all. <laughs> so God, I got a lot. No, so oh, see, this, <laughs> one, of the, one of the illustrations of him on the planet 
that again i i want you to see so bad is it's an illustration of him and some of his alien buddies like in the background and the foreground is like the legs of a stripper like the, <laughs> oh my the god club with his alien buddies it's like this is this is amazing oh my gosh they better be big time tippers <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yay, now we got now one. I'm, now I'm drinking. <laughs> now you're drinking. Okay, so let's talk about realism, the religion, now that we've established how all this was born. Okay. So it was founded by Rails in the 70s. And the best way I know how to describe it, I'm probably not doing justice, but after everything I've been exposed to, I feel like it was it's a futuristic hippie cult led by a guitar playing rufus with strippers yep that's my take on the religion Hmm. but um anywho as previously stated there is no god as a central tenet of the religion only extraterrestrial beings who we have been mistaking for gods of course a little oopsie doodle on our part but who made the aliens? <laughs> so, robots. so it's, <laughs> right, robot, it's robots all the way down after that. But uh, <laughs> right, so 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 Elohim is one of those extraterrestrial beings. His father. That's, so that's, I mean, sorry, not Elohim. I'm sorry, Elohim. I'm, Elohim. Yahweh. The aliens are oh. called collectively the Elohim. Oh, which is um, apparently he says uh, the term is plural for those who came from the sky, is what Elohim means. Oh, okay. So, anyway, these are alien. <clears throat> so, so, this is where it gets a bit fun. So, these are alien scientists, or rather, they're actually humans, but from space. I mean, the Hebrew word literally means gods. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Potato, potato. So, so anyway, the Elohim are alien scientists or humans from space, if you will, who came to Earth and created synthetic artificial life, if you will, us. So 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 we were so humans came to Earth to Wait, create we're synthetic humans. I mean, we do have a lot of plastic in us at this point. So yeah, yeah, we the human <laughs> race were created by the space humans. Okay, makes sense. So so they can actually create, uh, or rather, a human can be created from as little as a handful of sand which includes everything needed to create a human given you have the right technology so so a handful of sand and then just like a shitload of tech (laughs) not not really just one ingredient and that's (laughs) so real uh rail also believes that a human's were Basically, we are created from alien DNA, which I then presume means alien DNA is in sand. I guess that's the takeaway here. Mm. So, therefore, cloning is a big central part of their philosophy. 
their scriptures say that one day they will be able to clone themselves, download the personalities into the clones, and live eternally. So who knew Emperor Palpatine was right? Yeah, aren't we trying to do this shit right now? <laughs> Palpatine was. I want to make myself a little taller. You know, it's like, let's go for six feet. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had something, something. <laughs> I would baller. So, so this is this is where it's kind of this is Rail likes to really uh 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 roast the rest of us, if you will, because uh, he says that unlike all the other religions, the Rail religion promises scientific, reachable eternity. Okay. Their eternal life is via science. My religion, we're going to create Android body copy clones and then download into those and you can make yourself even better. We. And that makes us better. That makes us number one. You suck. Immortality. Science. Au revoir. (laughs) So, the Elohim also created four, 40, rather, 40 Elohim human hybrids to be prophets. So these hybrids include Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, and of course, Rael, who's the 40th and final prophet. Oh, okay. Sorry, Larry. Yeah, poor Larry, man. He just gets thrown in with the author of 30-something. Son of a bitch! So, the Relians believe that in 1945, the Age of Apocalypse began. Not with the X-Men. I'm Apocalypse! (laughs) But but with the dropping of the A-bomb on Hiroshima. Okay. That that kicked us off the Age of Apocalypse, which we are now still in. It's the now, age of also apocalypse. That era, what I found apocalypse. rather, <laughs> what I found rather, let's say, interesting, is their insignia. Uh, so and, and Rail wears it as like a big, like uh, you know, emblem on a chain around his neck, his his bling, if you will. The 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 Raelian insignia is a uh, star of David. With a uh, swastika inside. What? Okay. Um, <laughs> hmm. Okay. So, so, was it based on the original meaning of the swastika, or were we going right, right, right. Nazi meaning of this? So, so Rail says it means infinity in space. I and really that thought swastika, he was about to say infinity and beyond. Infinity <laughs> and space. Space, but uh, so so Rail's claim, of course, with some credence, mind you, is that the swastika uh, predates Nazi use. Yes, and is in fact an old symbol of the Elohim. So so he's he's more clinging to the old, older, ancienter use of the symbol, which he claims originated with the Elohim was on their spaceship and on their little space outfits when they came to On the little space outfits. 
be so cute with our little boots. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, so he said, you know, the symbol means infinity in space. And uh, in fact, one of his one of his claims about us, what we are, is that we are, quote unquote, we are infinity taking consciousness of itself. Oh, I like that. I don't know why. I just no, heard, I like that, too. I that's, was like, OK, that's sexy. <laughs> so uh, uh, because you know as i mentioned cloning is central to their way of thinking rail was actually invited by the u.s congress to testify regarding the moral and the ethical issues of cloning because wow. Rail claims that he has the tech to do it oh but yeah, like during the period that uh, was this uh, during when they did the sheep, they cloned the sheep. I don't know if it was exactly, but it was rare about then. It was, it was around where we started realizing, oh, we're kind of like on the verge of cloning becoming a thing. Maybe we should talk about the ethics of it. It, it was around that period. Yeah. All right, we're well, we're we're about to do this. <laughs> Maybe we should discuss if this is should we? Who should, should we, we consult? I know. <laughs> yeah this guy what <laughs> i mean it's better than getting jeff goldblum you know it's like just because Is you can do, i don't know I'm, yeah i'm like i prefer jeff <laughs> i would too just because you can do something doesn't mean you should yeah whereas he's like yes do it do it faster yeah. <laughs> sooner do it faster this is the way to eternal life get on it already that's what rail's gonna tell you All right. So uh, another central belief, you know, because uh, central to all religions is, you know, why do we exist and whatnot? What purpose do we serve? So the question, why am I alive? Uh, the realist answer is to be happy. We Ooh. exist to be happy. The Not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Mm hmm. Uh, this religion is not big on a whole bunch of rules and doctrine and dogma and whatnot. Uh, okay. He says that uh, there is no rules. There Actually, there's only one rule, love. That's it. That's the only rule there is. Yeah. Well, that. okay. Maybe, uh, okay, screw it. Second rule. <laughs> Excuse me. Absolute nonviolence. Okay. I just, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I just, I just feel like. This is all a facade, so that way he can promote his new album. It's <laughs> like so many of these sound like song titles. If so, this has been a forty-year buildup. Hey, man! <laughs> you know what was that thing about love? What did he say? That's the rule. That's the only <laughs> only, rule. There's only one rule. Well, so, no. so the documentary, when he's asked, he first says there's no rule. And he says, well, there's only one rule, love. And then, like, well, kind of a second rule, no violence. So, like, absolute nonviolence. Like, absolute nonviolence. They are very pacifistic. There's no rules except one to love. Maybe also don't hurt other people. But Mostly but he says, except for that, love. people are free. Mm -hmm. You do what you want, whatever. Yeah. 
Have you heard of um, Abraham Hicks? No. They, okay, maybe I should do an episode on them. Uh, it's a lady that channels this spirit um, and his messages are always about your purpose in life is just to be joyful, like move toward your joy, be happy uh, and love. Like that's, those are the only rules. <laughs> Yeah, so this is where, I mean, they, they strike me as very, and, they, and of course they, coming from the 70s, hardly a surprise, but uh, they strike me as very hippie adjacent. Mm-hmm. And then they're also very, uh, we'll get into next time, but they're very, very egalitarian, very vocally anti-sexist, very pro, uh, pro women's rights uh very lgbtq friendly like just the the whole they are very just everybody is absolutely equal period kind Mm -hmm. of philosophy by his teaching um other than you know the elohim human hybrids being a sausage party but uh anywho so the so rel claims that when we finally do achieve peace whenever in the future that is then the Elohim will return to Earth and establish a utopia here. Which kind of confuses me, because, right, because w- wasn't it like during the second encounter, he, he was taken there and was shown paradise. So it was like, yeah. What, paradise both play? What, what's going on? They're just trying to have like two, two locations. They're branching out. Maybe the <laughs> other planet paradise is just for the for the hybrids. I don't know. It's a little hard to get humans there, so they're just trying to do us a favor. Yeah. It was solid. Nice to us. Yeah. So to that end, uh, the Raelians, and I mentioned this, this was sort of the charge from the, I believe, the first encounter. So the Raelians want to build an embassy with a landing pad for the spaceship. That's one of their big goals. And uh, so another thing, and, and we'll we'll close on this one for now. But uh, so uh, we we now have this atheistic religion. There is no God because oops, we mistook we mistook aliens for gods. Um, so with that being the case, Rail also says that they don't pray; they just meditate for peace. That's it. So there's no gods, no prayer, not much of a dogma going on. You just meditate. Meditate for peace. Okay. So, I think this is a good point to put a pin in it for this episode. But next time, part two, we have much more to say <laughs> about our pals, the Raelians and their aliens. Especially, I want to tell you all about the Pleasure Hospital. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, are Next you, time. Are you feeling a little under the weather? Oh, are, no. Are you feeling sick? We need you to have a cold again, Chris. Uh, you I know, to, right? Then you need to come on down to the pleasure hospital. Didn't they already do this in the old days where they were like, this woman's hysterical. What she needs is an orgasm. And so the doctors would like do things to her. I'm sorry, what? Actually, this is... <laughs> This is definitely not that. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. I didn't hear. <laughs> he unplugged his mic. <laughs> <laughs> a 
let, let's frame it uh without giving too much of a spoiler them being anti-sexist um i guess you could say the sort of driving force behind the behind this is that uh pleasure has been far too long uh tilted far toward being men's domain and it's time for the ladies to have their share i mean like okay i just like i'm like <laughs> i'm not feeling so good well baby well baby i think you just need an orgasm as long as it's consensual <laughs> and like, she's like everything about this religion is super consensual okay. she's over here like well, and i'm on board <laughs> she's like well i mean um my leg got cut off in an accident that's okay we'll mend it right up with an orgasm I don't think that's going to help. I'm losing a lot of blood. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to lose more than that when you see what I can do with my little finger. My little finger? Leisure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Little Podcast of Horrors. If you liked this episode, I wonder what their ER is like. Please, please like and subscribe and tell your friends. <laughs> wait till you see their fire department we're gonna get canceled for this fucking episode I don't... what are you talking about man we're gonna get like tons of people they're gonna be like this is juicy i'm listening to this madge why are you sweating so much listen to that podcast over there just shut up it's my what hey you know what no nobody gets to with 50 shades of gray and their shit <laughs> So I'm just going to put out there, I think this episode, since this religion is totally led by Rufus, look him up, tell me I'm wrong, this episode should be Relin the Elohim's Excellent Adventure. I agree. That's what it's going to be titled. So I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since, you know, he founded a religion whose central tenet is for all intents and purposes be excellent to each other and party on. And also have lots of orgasms. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's assumed in Party On. With robots. (laughs) And their gentle pricks. Oh, God. (laughs) It's what it said. (laughs) I'm not saying that my copy and I didn't do naughty things to each other. Uh, We did. Ah, it was great. Loved it. Au revoir. I'm logging off. (laughs) Bye.